Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, Grab girl? my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking pedicure on our toes. toes. Trying on all our clothes. Clothes. Boys blowing up our phones. Phones. Drop top and playing our favorite CDs. Pulling up to the parties. Trying to get a little bit don't stop, make it pop, DJ, blow my speakers up tonight I'm a fight till we see the sunlight Tick-tock on the clock, but the party don't stop, no Oh, happy Friday, everybody! It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture, coming at you. And this is only my second episode of the week, and I sincerely apologize. It's going to be a really good episode. It's going to be a long one. I have six really good stories for you guys today to preface, but it's been a really long week. I had a lot going on. As I mentioned to you, I didn't get power back in my building until Wednesday, early, early, early Wednesday morning after pretty much all of Hollywood didn't have power uh, due to something that went on underground, which is okay. You know, I survived. I am a survivor. Um, And so everything sort of in my week was backtracked, like my TikTok videos, and I just, you know, I was so just all over the place, so I apologize profusely, but I have a really good episode, and tomorrow we'll be back to our, I mean, t- next week we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming, but in compensation for only one episode this week, which I actually thought was a really good episode, it was an important episode, and made me feel really, you know, sentimental and whatnot, um, as it was the one-year anniversary of the passing of the late, great uh, Kobe Bryant, basketball giant, um, I wish, I'm glad that was the episode I was able to get out over anything else that went on. Uh, but I have six really good stories for you guys today on Friday to get us all into our weekend, which I'm really feel thrilled about. But, you know, aside from that, I hope everybody else had a really good week. It was a really long week. Um, and happy Friday. It's, uh, I'm recording this Thursday night, so I'm actually recording this before I have an opportunity to watch episode four of WandaVision. Um, season one, episode four, which looks amazing. Thank you, Marvel, for releasing a really, really good clip or trailer from... Um, the episode tonight and or upcoming episodes, but you know, I'm a huge Marvel nerd, superhero nerd, and I love Elizabeth Olsen so much. And I just can't believe, I mean, I totally can't believe it, how good the show is turning out to be, but it's so well-written. It's so well-acted and the cast is phenomenal. So if you guys haven't checked it out, it's WandaVision on Disney Plus streaming now. Three episodes are up. Uh, Episode four comes out tonight at midnight, which I'm so stoked about, um, which I'll I'll talk about that on Monday's episode. Um, because that's what I do. I talk about all things pop culture, including everything I love to watch. What are you guys watching? Let me know. Drop me a line on Instagram at Andrew Uh But aside from that, I uh, saw some more apartments this week, which is going to be a really tedious and exhausting process, as you know, I mentioned before. And if you don't know, and if you're new, welcome. I am looking for a home to purchase in LA, uh, but it's a really, really long pro- process, and I've seen a few that I really like, but either they're really expensive, or I get outbid, or you know, the whole you know enchilada of details that come with being... Um, hopefully first time homeowner eventually but it's just like so many and there's so many good places that come online and everything it's just really stressful so i just can't even but i really get realtor who is so handsome i can't even deal with it so <laughs> there's that then but aside from that y'all uh i have some very very, very good stories for you six stories to be exact um let me actually count one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, six stories. And the uh, first story of the day is one that makes me really, really sad um, because it's uh, it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of the people that we love and cherish, um, 
and just the trailblazers of our generation or past generations pass, which is just really, really heartbreaking. So uh, the first story of, of the day is from E! News. Trailblazing Hollywood icon Cicely Tyson passes away at 96. 96 years young. But you know what? That's 96 damn good years. And actually, before I read the story to you, I met. I had the opportunity of meeting Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson. Cicely Cicely Tyson when I was a young guy um, in Boston. Because she was... uh, I just had the opportunity to meet her. And it was amazing. And she was so nice. And she wasn't... This was even before I moved to LA. Before I knew I wanted to work in entertainment. And she didn't at all make you feel small or little. She was just fabulous. An icon. So, you know, that's my, that's my uh, associated memory with Ms. Tyson. Okay. Cicely Tyson, the Emmy and Tony Award winning actress, has died. She was 96 years old. E! News obtained a statement from her manager, Larry Thompson, announcing her passing on Thursday, January 28th. His statement read, quote, I have managed Ms. Tyson's career for over 40 years, and each year was a privilege and a blessing. Thompson added, Cicely thought of... Her new memoir as a Christmas tree decorated with all the ornaments of her personal and professional life. Today, she placed the last ornament, a star, on top of the tree. That's beautiful. She released her memoir, Just As I Am, on Tuesday, January 26th. Wow. Tyson won an Emmy Award in 1974 for Best Lead Actress in a drama, The Autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and earned more than a dozen Emmy nominations since then, including five for her guest appearances in ABC's How to Get Away with Murder, alongside Viola Davis. By the way, she was Annalise Keating, a.k.a. Viola Davis's mother. She was fabulous. She made history as a black actress in the entertainment industry after she was nominated for leading actress in a drama series Emmy in 1995 for NBC's Sweet Justice. It took nearly two decades for another black actress to be nominated in that category. Kerry Washington had the honor in 2013. The same year, Tyson took home the 2013 Tony for lead actress in a play for The Trip to Bountiful. To top off her career, she was nominated for an Oscar and Golden Globe for the 1973 film Sounder about a sharecropper family. Um... More than 40 years, she took home the Academy's honorary Oscar, the first black woman to do so, according to Harper's Bazaar. In her speech, she said, quote, this is the culmination of all those years of have and have not, and thanked her mom, Oprah, and Whoopi Goldberg. Fans also know the Harlem, New York native for her roles in such classics as The Help. (gasps) She was so good in The Help. She was Allison Janney's um, uh, housekeeper. Oh, the storyline's really sad. Um, fried green tomatoes because of when Dixie and Diary of a Mad Black Woman Tyson is quoted on her book's website as saying, quote, just as I am is my truth. It is me, plain and unvarnished, with a glitter and garland set aside. In these pages, I am indeed Cicely, the actress who has been blessed to the grace and stage and screen for six decades. The film legend went on, quote, yet I am the church girl once rarely spoke a word. I'm the teenager who sought solace in the verses of the old hymn for which this book is named. I am a daughter, a mother, a sister, and a friend. I am an observer of human nature and the dreamer of, an aud- of audacious dreams. I am a woman who was hurt as immeasurably as I have loved, the child of God, divinely guided by his hand. And here in my ninth decade, I am a woman who at long last has something meaningful, meaningful to say. <sighs> That's just incredible. Um... Many, many, many celebrities have gone on to honor Miss Tyson in her life. Um, and, and a lot of those are on deadline. You can read those. But um, yeah, rest, rest in power, Miss Tyson. You are an icon. And I just can't believe I had the privilege of meeting you, an icon. I mean, I just... It's, it's crazy that when you're young and you, you meet certain people or you have certain experiences, you don't really know 
how important or what the true meaning of what's happening really is. So, yeah, I um, I send my love and condolences to Cicely's family, friends, lover, uh, loves of life, family, and everyone who met her, her children, her child, um, and just everyone. So, yeah, very sad. Um, and this brings us to our second story of the day. All my stories today um, are actually, ironically, from E! News because they are really doing a good job today of getting out all the pop culture juice. Uh, Addison Ray clams up when she's asked to name her, quote, least favorite Kardashian. Oof, we all know Addison. If you don't know Addison Ray, by the way, the reason why I started today's episode off with TikTok by Kesha is because Addison Ray is, in fact, a TikTok star. Now she's going to be a movie star, but that's obviously where she got her start with TikTok. Um, is it time for Addison Ray to plead the fifth? The star was among the participants for a round of the game, quote, spill or fill your guts in a video that her boyfriend, TikTok personality Bryce Hall, posted on YouTube on Wednesday, January 27th. In the clip, a number of social media influencers uh, asked each other um, other difficult questions with the option to either answer truthfully or take a bite of something disgusting, uh, of some disgusting cuisine. That's a lot like James Corden's uh, game. I don't know what it's called, but it reminds me of that, and I'm a huge fan of James Corden. At one point, Addison confidently prepared for a question from Blake Gray by grabbing an old fish, bones and all. Quote, I'm sure, I'm for sure going to answer it, so I'll pick this one, she said, choosing one of the more sizable fish from the plate. Then I'm assigned for the quarry. Quote, who was your least favorite Kardashian that you've met? Blake wanted to know. Given, excuse me, given that Addison is known for her connection to the famous Keeping Up With Kardashians clan and is particularly tight with Courtney K, this was clearly not as simple a question as the star of the forthcoming He's All That film was expecting. Fun fact, my best friend cast that movie. Um, after taking a beat, she replied, oh my God, I don't have a least favorite. But she wasn't having it when Blake followed up with, that's not... There's not one that just bugs you a little. At this point, Addison fired back with, I'm not answering that. She tried to take a bite of the dubious seafood before starting to spit some of it back up. I'm not eating any more of that, she declared. Wise choice. Um, I do wonder who her... I, I actually feel like she probably doesn't have a least favorite one. And the fact that she's so close with them is a testament to the fact that she really enjoys their company. So, yeah, you can't get... Can't take a good girl down. Um, but I'm really excited for Addison's new movie. And I'm really glad that she's close with the Kardashians. It's awesome. TikTok and, like, reality TV personalities. That's just, like, a successful marriage waiting to happen. I mean, I love it. Okay, third story of the day, also from Mean News. Uh, very exciting news. Kamala Harris' stepdaughter, Ella M. Hoff, is poised to be the modeling world's next it girl. I don't know if you guys saw this queen at the inauguration, but she literally was the talk of the town, the talk of the inauguration. I think she even got a little more press than Mr. Joe Biden himself. <laughs> uh, she and, of course, Miss uh, Mrs. Obama, who looked just... It was like, who looked stellar. It was like a fashion show at this year's, um, I was going to say Academy Awards, but the inauguration, but it literally felt like the Academy Awards because it was so damn exciting. Okay, from second daughter to supermodel, Ella M. Hoff's chic inauguration ensemble has caught the eye of none other than the prestigious modeling agency, IMG Models, the stepdaughter of Vice President Kamala Harris, Ella made waves for donning a sparkly Mew Mew coat to her mother, Mamala's, swearing in on January 20th. Love that. So cute. Now she's the newest face of IMG Models, a top-tier brand announced on January 28th. IMG also represents Gigi, Bella Hadid, Ashley Graham, Carly Kloss. So she's in very good company. I'd say she certainly is. Quote, it's not really about shape, size, or gender anymore, said Ivan Bart, the president of IMG Models, to the New York Times. He's, he said labels and consumers are attracted to authenticity above all else, which the 21-year-old artist appears to have in spades. He added, quote, Ella communicates this moment in time. There is a cheekiness and joy she exudes. She is a senior at New York Parsons School of Design, studying fine arts and focusing on textiles, though she gained modeling experience over the past year. 
Uh, L uh, told the New York Times, quote, I was pretty surprised when everything, um, excuse me, um, I was pretty surprised when everything with IMG was happening because when I was younger, I never saw that as being a part of my timeline, she continued. As someone who, like a lot of girls out there, had self-confidence issues, it is intimidating and scary to go into this world that is hyper-focused on you and the body. Um, yet she's drawn to the current movement within the modeling industry to improve inclusivity and diversity and hopes to be, quote, part of that change, noting that she has, quote, really weird tattoos and kind of a funky haircut with her signature curly hair, which she looks fabulous with, by the way. She said her family was, quote, protective of her and initially hesitant about the modeling deal because of how, quote, intense the industry can be. But, quote, when I saw my interest in it and saw that, saw what is changing in the world, I think they're pretty excited that I can be part of that. The trendsetter has already updated her Insta bio to reflect her association with IMG. Um, she is such a cool chick. I looked at her, I looked at her Instagram and I was like, this girl is just the bee's knees. Love it. Her chats with Ivan started during summer 2020. Once the exec noticed Ella at a political fundraiser, they began talking about her potentially joining the modeling agency and over Zoom. She showed him her loom and homemade knitting projects. Her 318,000 followers also got a look at her vibrant knitwear on her Instagram page, where she recently showed up a Tweetyberg bag, as well as three-part matching set with a purse, bikini top, and bucket hat and a neon green checkered print. Um, she is just one cool chick and I love it. And she's definitely got, a uh, an aesthetic that I think the modeling world needs to morph to, you know, she's cool. She's an individual. She's unique. And I think that's, um, you know, that's what the world's all about. We're ever changing and growing and she's just everything that, you know, the solar. <gasps> okay. Now we bring ourselves to our one, two, three, fourth story of the day. Also from E! News. Um, a little bit of a Real Housewives juice, which I love. Annie Cohen just hinted at a, quote, reboot of The Real Housewives of Orange County. Okay, um, with Real Housewives, with The Real Housewives franchise, I personally am only a fan of Beverly Hills and Atlanta because I love the girls of Atlanta, and I love Beverly Hills because of the glamour and whatnot, and I'm also from L.A. Uh, that being said, I know the O.C. is sort of the O.G. Oh, and sometimes I dip into New York, because I, I mean, I really, really love, only love New York because of Ramona, Countess, Sonia, and Bethany, although Bethany's no longer on the franchise, no offense to the rest of the girls. I just, they're the ones that literally draw on the rating and the, you know, humor for me. Um, but I know OC is sort of the OG franchise, but it's just like with the departure of Heather Dubrow, uh, Vicky Gumbelson, and just the rest of them, these new girls are just really thirsty. I mean, I can't, I just, and I love Orange County. I mean, I think it's fabulous, but I think, you know, they just need to change things up. And this is, I guess, what Inu's, uh, Andy Cohen's talking about. Is it time to shake things up in the OC? Following last night's conclusion of The Real Housewives of Orange County Season five, fi- season 15, wow, reunion, Andy Cohen hinted at a possible cash shake-up during a Twitter exchange on Thursday, January 28th, after journalist and Housewives superfan Evan Ross Katz tweeted, quote, by the way, he has an amazing Instagram. You should follow it. He posts premium content. Uh, it's time to cancel Real Houses Overseas. The views Megan McCain agreed with a simple quote, yes. That's when Andy chimed in, replying to both, I think you mean reboot, with an emphasis on possibly giving some of the stars the boot. I think I know who he's talking about. The threesomes exchange didn't stop there, though, as McCain added, quote, I have thoughts. Also, since I have both your attention currently living in the Beltway, please reboot DC Housewives, please. <laughs> I love Real Houses of DC, Colin replied. As for Orange County, which currently stars Bronwyn, Wyndham Burke, Kelly Dodge, Shannon Bedore, Gina Gershenheiser, Geiner, Emily Simpson, and Elizabeth Lynn Vargas, season 15 
Um, has been a contentious one with many of the show's stars butting heads with Bronwyn, who was a journey of sobriety and personal growth all season. Also, she recently came out as a lesbian. Love that. During the part two of the reunion, Kelly accused Bronwyn of being a, quote, fake alcoholic and, quote, a liar. Kelly also said to Enos recently that none of the housewives have a relationship with Bronwyn since the explosive reunion. Quote, no, I haven't spoken to her at all. No one has. Kelly revealed exclusively she completely alienated herself from the group. She doesn't want to have anything to do with all of any of us. But... Then she'll have us all hang out with Salt Lake City Girls. So it's beyond me. It's an ensemble cast who got relationships and she's completely alienated herself. My goodness, the drama. Brahman also told Bustle this week that she doesn't plan to return for a real plan on returning to, excuse me. Brahman also told Bustle this week that she doesn't plan to return to Real Housewives of OC next season if the cast remains the same. Quote My castmates talk to me, they talk about me, but they never talk to me. Oh, they talk at me, they talk about me, but they never talk to me. She said, I take accountability for everything I've done. I've admitted to some really hard things, but now knowing the truth and what people are saying, I give up. I'm waving the white flag. I can't keep doing this. Yeah, I mean, I think the show is always good. I like change, and I love the Housewives more, like, so much, and I think it's just, just the best. But, you know, I've heard from many people who are fans of Real Housewives of the OC that, you know, the show's getting a little bit stale and you gotta, you gotta shake it up. Like, shake it up Chicago, like the Disney Channel show, which I love. Um, so, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what goes on with that. Um, okay, and now we bring ourselves to our fifth story of the day. Whew. Um, okay, inside Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's plans to welcome baby number two. Okay, I don't know if you guys saw... I know I've talked about this before. I did think maybe I did a whole episode about it. Keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to an end on E! After 15 years, uh, season 20, I think. Um, but the trailer came out. It was really, really, really good and emotional. And I was like literally weeping my eyes out because I was a, either a junior in high school or senior when season one came out. And I'll never forget that first season. Um, and it's just, especially now because when I was in high school, I had no idea I was going to be living in LA as an adult and now being here and where the Kardashians are from is just wild. So I don't know. Okay. Anyways, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are ready for a new chapter together and a new trailer for Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which dropped Thursday, January 28th. The Good American founder tells the Boston Celtics player that she wants to expand their family. That's right. It appears the duo is hoping to give two-year-old True Thompson a sibling. As she tells Tristan in the sneak peek, in the sneak peek clip, quote, I just feel like it's time now to have another kid. An insider echoes the same sentiments as the 36-year-old star tells E! News exclusively that the couple who rekindled, who rekindled their romance just three months ago, quote, are on the same page and both want another baby. Chloe knows the value of siblings growing up in a house full of kids, and she wants that for true. The insider shares, adding, quote, it's something they have been working on for a while. Uh, well, it's unclear how soon the pair wants to bring another little one into the world. The source notes just how involved the 29-year-old NBA player has been during this time. Quote, Tristan is very supportive of Chloe and making this happen. He goes to her doctor's appointments and listens to her feelings, says the source. He's very involved and invested in the future of the family together. In recent months, the fashion mogul has shut down pregnancy speculation. Just last November, she made it clear that she wasn't expecting another baby. When a Twitter user claimed they were convinced she was. Quote, well, my absolutely otherwise, babe. Chloe replied, I love the shade. Despite rumors, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians star has been open about motherhood and raising her two-year-old daughter in July before... She and Tristan reconciled their romance. Chloe explained what it was like co-parenting. True, with the athlete, quote, we're doing a great job and I'm really grateful for what we're able to do. She said on Daily Pop at the time, quote, you know, when you can't rely on many, when you can't rely on so many other people's help, it's so great that you have, like, essentially, he's your partner. He's True's dad and I need his help more now. She explained just how well she and Tristan were, quote, getting along, which she described as, quote, weirdly, really good. So Cam is so surprised that they decided to give their relationship another shot this fall after spending, quote, 
a very special and meaningful time with each other during quarantine. Source told e- source told E News that sparks were flying once again. Quote: They are very, they are together and they are very happy. The source revealed in October 2020, she's very happy that he's around and that things have been going as well as they have. I love that. I'm very very happy for them because. I know that obviously, I mean, we all know what what Chloe went through with regards to her relationship with Tristan, the very public, you know, affair and, you know, whatever went down with Kylie's former best friend, Jordan Woods. But I think at the end of the day, they share a child together, which sort of takes precedent over any personal issues or whatnot. So, yeah, I I, I think it's great. And um, I'm really excited for the final season of Keeping Up. I'm definitely going to be watching. And I really am happy for Chloe. And I hope that she gets everything she wants in life because she's a queen and she deserves it. Okay, now we bring ourselves to our sixth and final story um, of the day, getting into our weekend, which is a really, really good story. And I actually didn't know if I should have done this story first, but it's such a good one that, you know, you know, they say the best for last. Um, again, this, this story is from E! News. Catherine Heigl recalls thinking she'd, quote, rather be dead after difficult label ruined her reputation. Now, I know the story of Catherine Heigl might not be so familiar with you, but for me, it's really infamous because it's synonymous with Grey's Anatomy, which I love. And also, I love Catherine Heigl's movie career, uh, 27 Dresses, um, the movie she did with Seth Rogen, Knocked Up. Uh, she was in the Disney Channel original movie, Wish Upon a Star, which is literally the most iconic movie ever. It's from like the 90s, and it's so good. It's how I personally first heard about Catherine Heigl. But anyway, she's opening up about literally the scandal that literally changed the trajectory of her career, not for the best way. Years after she gained a reputation for being difficult to work with, Catherine Heigl is taking on the court of public opinion. The actress confronts what she called Hollywood's, quote, shunning in a new interview with the Washington Post, admitting that she, admitting that the immense criticism once made her feel like she, quote, would rather be dead. As Catherine recalls, the public's impression of her changed when she began to speak her mind about the project she worked on. She explains, quote, I may have said a couple of things you don't, you didn't like. But then that escalated to, quote, she's ungrateful. Then that escalated to she's difficult, and that, uh, that escalated to she's unprofessional. What is your definition of so difficult? Somebody with an opinion that you don't like? Now I'm 42, and that shit pisses me off. Good for you, girl. I was always on her side. The more Catherine's apologized for speaking negatively about her experience starring in projects like Knocked Up and Grey's Anatomy, quote, the more I came across like I had really done something horribly wrong. The 27, her 27... Dresses co-star James Marston, which, by the way, he's one of my favorite actors of all time, told the Washington Post that she really did have good intentions at the time, explaining, quote, she has, sorry, my throat's getting really dry, I have to have some water. She has very strong convictions and strong opinions on certain things, and she doesn't back down from, you know, if she feels like she's been wrong wrong in any way. But James said that he doesn't believe Catherine deserves such harsh backlash. Quote, I've always seen that as such a strength of character, he explained. I can see how that can get constructed as being difficult or ungrateful or whatever. But if you know Katie, it's simply because she has the courage to stand behind something she believes. Likewise, her husband, Josh Kelly, said that he thinks, quote, she'd be a hero if history repeated itself rather than 10 years ago. Oh, I so believe that. I totally believe that what Catherine Heigl went through was sort of ahead of her time. I mean, this is like sort of the preliminary before, like, it was actually dubbed this. Like the preliminary version of cancel culture. Like she was essentially canceled by the industry for literally speaking her mind. But now, this in retrospect, this her speak her mind about maybe being in a role that felt sexist or, or being part of a project where the writing didn't merit whatever awards or whatever allegedly went, went down exactly. I don't remember exactly what she said about Grey's Anatomy and Shonda Rhimes. She wouldn't be seen as a bad person. She would be seen as a bad bitch who's literally speaking her mind. And she'd, be see, she'd basically be a self-proclaimed queen, which in my opinion, she is. Anyways, to continue the article. 
Even so, Catherine said she faced unexpected consequences for her actions. The Grey's Anatomy actress thought her reputation wouldn't matter as long as the movies she starred in were profitable. As she put it, quote, you can be the most awful, difficult, horrible person on the planet, but if you're making them money, they're going to keep hiring you. But, as she noted, the projects that followed the success of 27 Dresses and The Ugly Truth didn't, quote, make as much money. Becoming a pariah in Hollywood inflicted major damage on Catherine's mental health. Quote, I think my family, my mother, my husband, my friends were scared, and I regret that deeply that I scared them like that, she recalled, but I just couldn't control it. I had no tools. It was only after the years of welcoming her son, Joshua Jr., that the star was ready to confront her weakened emotional state. Catherine revealed, quote, I asked my mom and my husband to find me somewhere to go that could help me because I felt like I would rather be dead. She continued, I didn't realize how much anxiety I was living with until it got so bad, I really had to seek help. You can do a lot of inner soul work, but I'm a big fan of Zoloft. <laughs> and she's funny. And with time, Catherine said that she's learned to have, quote, a little more gentleness with herself. She shared, I've grown into accepting that ambition is not a dirty word, and that it doesn't make me less of a feminine, loving, nurturing woman to be ambitious. I have big dreams and big goals. Stellar article. I am so happy she's speaking her mind. I'm really so happy that she's speaking against what she went through and that all she was doing is being honest and vulnerable and speaking her truth, which nobody should be ashamed about. And I love Catherine Heigl, and this better be her comeback because I'm the biggest fan ever, and I'll be in every single movie spending all my money on her films because I love her. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture. I talk all things pop culture. You can stream my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castbox Radio, iTunes, the podcast app on the iPhone. Um, Good stories today. I, again, I'm so sorry that this week, there was only two episodes, but I was, my whole week was thrown off by the lack of power, and I'm so grateful for the LA power people for going underground, working tirelessly, helping myself and all the other residents of the buildings um, nearby, keeping us safe, warm, and, you know, whatnot. Um, uh, we'll be back on Monday with our usual set of stories and whatnot, and, uh, you know, we'll do the damn thing as we usually do, because that's what I do. I love to chit, and I love to chat. I'm a chit-chat. Um, aside from that, uh, have a good weekend. Be safe, stay safe, wash your hands. We're still in the pandemic. So everybody, you know, wear your mask or wear two masks and maybe even three if you want to look cute, but you know, I think two is best. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Take care. Be well. And I will see y'all. See y'all. I will chat with y'all on Monday. Bye-bye.